0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
1: The Square Ball Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Squareball Podcast number 67, and I'm joined by the usual lot. I've got Michael. Hello. White, Hello. And Oddie. Hello. And, this is a surprise, like an evil fifth point of the pentangle, I would like to welcome Amitai Winehouse to our studio. Hello. Um, Amitai's come in because we want you to read our blog, and he writes our blog. Well, um, does he read the blog out?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's not... That wasn't what I was preparing for. But...
2: <laughs> the first thing for us to tell you about is issue three of the Squareball magazine. It's but good... Surely
4: the first thing, Dan, should be our wedding. Congratulations. Well, well done. done. Well, well done. done. Tom. Thanks. Thank
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I'm married, now. <laughs> yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? It was a good yeah. day out. Yeah. I saw you dancing, Michael, which good. was a turn up for the box hope, hope you've learnt a few things. How come you only saw him dancing? I was dancing. Were you? you oh, were is dancing? That, is we, that what that was? We,
5: they, all the kids are doing that in the schools now. It's called twerking.
2: Anyway, I was about to say, issue three of the Squareball magazine is going to be released on Sunday against Birmingham. Is that right? It may even be available the day before. And of course, full details on that issue and subscriptions are available right now via thesquareball.net. White watching. Alright, we've been in the international break, um, but we have to rewind a couple of weeks, don't we, to go back to everyone's favourite away trip to Millwall. Now, we haven't got a great deal of detail on the sheet here, but I've put Millwall are shite, really shite, but they still beat us. Yeah, summed it oh, up. Yeah, it yeah. covers it really. the head there. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Yeah, we, we were pretty terrible in this game, weren't we? But we have to do this bit, really.
3: I mean, we hit the post at one point, but it wasn't really us. I don't know if anyone else remembers that or if they've kind of blotted the whole game yeah,
5: it was from the defender was The on-goal attempt, it was Malone, who ended up scoring for... Had he already scored for them and was just having a laugh? I think, think so, so, yeah. That almost makes it worse. It's like, yeah, I've scored a goal, and it was a good goal as well.
2: I mean, the way they're going, there's a fair chance these miserable wankers are going to get relegated this year. We're talking about Millwall. <laughs> I'll let, let the listener decide. <laughs>
5: I hope to God you're talking about Millwall. I don't like to think of our players as miserable wankers. I like to think that they're the most cheerful masturbators in second division football.
3: I mean, at the start of the season, I just kept noticing how happy everyone looked compared to last season, but I think that's kind of stopped now.
5: you put I, it down to masturbation?
3: I don't I won't necessarily want to comment on whether Luke Varney is happier. Because he was talking like, about
5: you, young punk. <laughs> I think this game,
4: because both teams were that crap, Whoever scored first would probably have won, um, and it happened to be them. Which it was wasn't going to be us, was it? Really. Which <laughs> was a bit unfair. We should have taken the lead, really. McCormack missed a chance. Um, the balls crossed into him, and he kind of shanked it off his boot a bit, and it went wide. And I reckon if we'd have scored that, we might well have won. It wasn't a shank. It was it an slides. incredibly
5: deft touch. He actually hit it. It's very, not that deft, though, right. is it? No, it wasn't quite deft <laughs> enough, but he, he did definitely tap it off a deftly-daftly. Beautiful. It was a, a little Mowat cross. This is Mowat's debut, wasn't it? And he uh, um, did everything, everything. Is he, he going to save us? Ask. Is he our saviour? Alex Mowat, saviour of Leeds. Yeah. Never mind England. Say so
3: he's the young player we credit with saving us this year. Then.
2: Yeah. Well, Byram's knacked. So. So Mowat, have
3: to Look elsewhere.
2: Enjoy it this season because next season you're going to be completely knackered. Anyway, you
5: were saying. Just that it was it was a reasonable attempt from McCormack, and it's kind of annoying that he couldn't put that one away, given that the only other chances he got were basically when he had the ball about 20 yards from goal and had to dribble through them all um, which is how Millwall got there first when they, he failed to beat their entire defence so they just took the ball up to the end and scored which isn't fair I don't think
2: no agreed hey but listen everything turned out all right on the Tuesday didn't it because we played Bournemouth we ran riot against Bournemouth <laughs> McCormack grabbing a goal grab grabbing a goal and then Polion grabbing a, a goal to win it for us, yep. um, but we made bloody heavy weather of this one, didn't we?
4: Well, I, I read on the the Squareball blog that that's something about the ease of victory,
3: <laughs> <laughs> which I'll, I, th- which yeah. I, having
4: seen this game, I thought, mm, really?
3: <laughs> well, it wasn't. I, I mean, I just felt we never looked like we were going to actually lose. I don't know. That was what I meant by that. Yeah, it was. The, their goal was a surprise. I mean, I don't know if anyone else disagrees with me on that, but it just. Uh, it just didn't seem like it was coming and then it did, which I suppose is kind of the Leeds United way.
1: If though. I'd be, if I'd
4: been watching the game on TV it would have come as a surprise, but as it was at Ellen Road and I've seen how these things go,
1: it almost seems like for fuck's sake.
5: I don't think I've ever regarded a goal against Leeds as a surprise. It's more like The inevitable. Like a, a disappointing yeah. birthday present. You know you're gonna be surprised in some way and then it's like the a dead dog in a box. It's not the
6: not the playful puppy you want <laughs> You've got some shit friends. <laughs> Tell me about your childhood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Hunt won a penalty. Oh no, Hunt! Oh, yeah, he did something eventually. Super striker,
5: <clears throat> and didn't he celebrate it well? Didn't yeah, he just he went absolutely
2: wild? Yeah, you think he account? just scored it?
5: I was even before McCormack had obviously missed it, like he was always gonna. Um, I was watching Hunt, just thinking, wind it in a bit. No, I know this is the first thing you've actually managed to do in the lead shirt that's of any worth or note, but. Don't be like that about
2: it. When do you think Noel Hunt is going to have a full breakdown? I thought you, I thought you were going
3: to ask when he was going to score. That'd well, be... <laughs> I think
2: the breakdown is likely to it's happen. first. First, yeah, because he, um, he's sort of been, <coughs> a couple of times on Twitter, he's, he's sort of hinting towards being a bit unhappy. I, I, know, I know I'm not doing all that well, but I'm trying. Oh God, I'm trying. Let me try some more.
5: I think, well, we've got to bear in mind he's had a, a summer of upheaval because he, he got married. Ah, yes. And I think that's kind of thrown everything out of kilt. He thought it was going to be easy. There's not much adjustment involved in just going from a long-term relationship to married life. <laughs> I think they, they may have already had kids, lived together for a while, a couple of dogs, thought it would be seamless. It's got to have a- are
2: you on Twitter, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have various accounts.
5: <laughs> but um, I think he, he made reference to living in a hotel. Um, are you living in a hotel?
2: I will be tomorrow when I go on my honeymoon, and somehow have to edit this before I get there. You see, there's the first
5: the first hurdle you've got to overcome. It's like him having to, you know, they got married in Ireland, didn't they? And that's when Brian McDermott signed him. Drunk. You can suggest that. I'm sure he stayed sober so he could provide the entertainment afterwards. And um, and since then, uh, yeah, straight to Weatherby presume the Mercure and then going from there to training every day. Very specific. So, uh, where's his knowledge of whether be hotels come from? Well, there's only one, unless there's other ones that I don't know about. Um, so I just assume it will be the one I've heard of. The
2: one from your childhood, your torrid upbringing.
5: And if he finds a dead dog in a box and under his bed in the room that he thought his he could f- begin his happy married life. And then he goes to uh, work the next morning and he meets Michael Brown. It's not a good start to marriage or a new club. But he'll sort it out. Happiness will be his. Just whether he'll be any good at football... In the MLS, when he follows
4: the, uh, that well-trodden path.
3: Is he a striker, though? I mean, that's my thing. Is his game scoring goals? No. No, clearly no, I mean, <laughs> no. not. But, I mean, <laughs> the evidence suggests not. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you look at how, I don't know, McDermott worked before, he always played Hunt on the kind of right and he did the the hard work for whoever the actually decent left winger was or... That's That seems to be what he does. So. i have seen what the plan falls down there. Yeah, though. this is the yeah. problem. Winger, left yeah. winger yeah. and yeah. decent. Yeah, this is the problem. It's He's got the puzzle pieces that he uh, he kind of regards as important, but not the ones he actually he's needs. Miss, he's missing the corner
2: bits of the jigsaw. Isn't Basically, yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to the game. Polion came on, made the difference. Is it time to give him a run then?
3: No.
5: A forthright and definite view put forward there. Expand? Why not?
2: It's
3: just a bit raw, isn't it? I mean, it's not. It's when he started, he's not been like a tasty steak. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, there's there's probably what three strikers ahead. Even Hunt is probably still ahead of him. But yeah, he's probably not first choice, and he shouldn't be.
5: That can change though. He could be chosen first, and then he would be first (laughs) choice.
4: (laughs) I think one reason not to choose him is that when he's when he starts, we've got no one to bring off the bench. This sounds kind of counterintuitive. Like you're almost. Saving someone good to bring on Rather than just mm. having him there from the start Because he is quite raw When people are a bit tired And there's a bit of panic Because teams in this division generally do When they're, when they're leading he, You can bring him on and he will cause a bit of a problem Whereas if you're starting with him And you've got to then bring Varney or Hunt on It's kind of like, oh well get the, get the deck chairs out then
6: If these two are coming on You see more of an impact player then At the moment At the
4: moment And we don't have anyone else who can provide any impact but
5: I'd like to see the impact in the first 10 minutes. So would the I. Whole, I think the old get Howard in. Wilkinson tactic of just beat them in the first 15 minutes and then coast. And then you can bring on El Hadjouf. And Michael Keane. Brown to
6: kill the game off. Yeah. Probably just, got, like, just to kill.
4: <laughs> he had loads of good players, though. And the other, yeah, the other thing is, if,
3: if, you do, if you don't go one up in the first 10 minutes or 15 or two up, then you get to the 60th minute and you're thinking to yourself, well, which one of these very slow people that's can I bring on? He's
6: young enough
1: to be at the last 90
2: minutes. Whereas Noel Hunt can't. True. Well, we were shite within 20 minutes at Derby, weren't we? We were two down after 22. Jay Pearce, dog, pulled one back uh, around half-time, only for that albino creature to uh, bag the third for Derby. Another predictable loss there, 10 in a row.
4: Moscow, you promised us all sorts about him. I was
5: very disappointed.
4: that You promised he'd be like a dead dog in a box (laughs) after this one.
5: Normally, the dead dog, dogs in boxes I used to get would be still, the body would be whole at least. Incidentally,
2: so would, you know that gift you got me for my wedding? I haven't opened it yet. It's, a, it's <laughs> roughly roughly canine sized. What's in it?
5: You'll find out. You'll open it and see. But it, it isn't the dismembered body of uh, of Will Hughes. Sadly, Austin did not provide what we, I was personally. So you lied. You lied to. to this podcast. I lied about predi- being able to predict the future. Yes, sorry. <laughs>
2: Again, we were shite,
5: weren't we? We were really, really bad. I don't know how you can really look at that defending for the first goal and conclude that we're shite. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: goes beyond that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, am, I being, am I being too
4: kind? I don't. If it was, a, if it was a kind of an under eights game, there would be dads on the shout, side
5: shouting, "Stop bunching." The problem with that was um, because the highlights are so condensed on the football league show and on Sky, they didn't show the true horror of what Paul Green had already done, which led to... I mean, it's almost... It was Lees and Pierce both heading for the same player and then Green heading that way as well. But that only happened because Green had tried to do a Cruyff turn. Well, he actually did do a Cruyff turn in the centre circle and then kind of stood there going, hmm, all right, (laughs) Cruyff turn, check that out. I've not seen a professional footballer have the ball have somebody run up behind him and put their leg between his legs and kick the ball through his legs, ever. That's just like, that's not how you tackle people in football, but that's what happened. And then it was just panic stations from then on. And Green, because he thought he had to make amends and he the only way he could think to do it was to try and tackle the same guy back. Pierce. well, he's going to pick a direction and run until he hits something. There was a ball
3: there as well. He was probably barking a bit. I mean, it's just the whole Jay Pierce dog philosophy.
5: And Lees was actually, you know, watching his man and doing the right things. But um, it was ugly to watch.
3: And then Green Green nearly did the same thing in the second half. Again, (laughs) he nearly genuinely gave away another goal by passing it back to Paddy Kenny. And it was far too short. I mean, he's just, yeah, it wasn't a good game for him.
5: Well, the the second goal wasn't good to watch either because there was a, I think it was Green and Pierce. There was a through ball passed between them. And then another Derby player kind of watched it and then just ran through them as well, through the same gap. And it's just, it was it the third goal easy. as well? They
6: just took the piss with the back heel on the edge of the box? No, and that just, was the second goal. They were taking the piss by the second goal. Well, that yeah, was, was. <laughs> was 22 minutes in, by the way. <laughs>
5: and what's this business about Derby County's announcement? Like? Oh yeah, by
3: the way, uh, after Will Hughes scored, he referred to him as the majestic Will Hughes, like on the tannoy and everything. Like that was his...
5: Is there not a, a football league ruling against that kind of thing? I
3: don't know, but I, I thought it was... I mean this is a ground weather Starbucks so you know I <laughs> suppose anything is allowed there you don't get that
5: from Ben Fry do you not anymore not anymore of all the things Will Hughes is majestic is not one
2: you can't he's, what is he four foot eight he's definitely not like a lion put it that way No. anyway listen let's summarise this uh, three game spell uh, defeat victory defeat we're not that good what are we going to do about it <laughs> <laughs> Are,
3: are any of us professional coaches? Maybe psychics We've never <laughs> let that get in the way um,
2: on this podcast before, so let's.
4: We can play some teams that don't always beat us. Because mm. Millwall and Derby.
2: For England, yeah. Stars. What can you do? I think uh, at this
5: juncture, I am actually prepared to look at Brian McDermott and Cole and go, "You're paid to do this.
2: <laughs> sort it out."
5: <laughs> The news.
2: This bit could be a little bit light on content because, well, we're in the international week and there's not a lot going on in Leeds United world, but we'll, we'll manfully do our best to, to, to bitch and moan about it. That's
4: stuff. why we've not signed players. They're all currently on international duty, I would imagine. Ah. The calibre of player we're looking at. of course,
2: at. if you answer your phone when you're abroad, you incur roaming charges. Don't Racking you? up so the charges. Yeah, exactly. Not going to do oh, that. Right. Yeah.
3: Well, it was Nuruddin said we could afford anyone short term, didn't he? I think that was the did he that mean for he 24 hours. <laughs> he said he said, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said he, bail for a day. He said there's no problem signing a stra- uh, signing someone in the short term. I'd take that.
2: Yeah, I'm only bothered about the next couple of games. So yeah, there's not a lot going on on the players coming in front really is there. Apparently though we have made inquiries about people which is all that matters. Mm. Yeah. Can we
4: have someone for free? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> have you got the number them. of anyone else
5: <laughs> 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 who might let us have anybody for free? Well, they did name Luciano Becchio. I don't know whether that was just to please me. Like, if they said, you know, Moscow's been having a tough week. Give him a break. Just pretend that we're trying to sign Luciano Becchio. Dang, Dangle him And carrot. Uh, but then they threw in the Arsenal kid that I'd never heard of, but apparently...
2: How do you pronounce that? It's like uh, a foreign-style name that I can't even begin to get my tongue around. It's
3: Gnabry, I think. A day or two before Brian McDermott said that we'd made inquiries for him, he actually scored in the Premier League against Swansea, and was probably the best player on the pitch, apart from maybe Mesut Ozil. Mm.
2: Do you think somebody maybe had been reading the papers? (laughs) Do you know what we'll do? Let's pick a name out of the paper. Not someone too obvious.
5: We're in for him. You know, that good one that you've just seen.
2: You know, what's his face? Yeah, him. Ganache. Mm. So yeah, um, Phil Hay reported in the YEP today that we've made inquiries about six players, non-successful so far. This is what I like to hear about this. Our repeated failure to do what a football club should be doing. Is one of them Steve Morrison? Can we we have (laughs) him back? No. Do we want him back?
4: No. No. Although... No. No, no, He's not even good enough (laughs) for at all, it seems.
3: Didn't he get hurt? Well, he got hurt and then he came back and then he played and then he stopped playing again.
2: Brian hurt his feelings. We know that much, don't we? Uh, We have um, heard from Brian, actually, on this and he said... No point in bringing players in before the international break, so you're stuck paying them. I mean, Jesus, does it, as it comes to this that we have to watch every single penny?
5: Well, there's two ways of looking at it. One is no point bringing them in during the international break because they'll be paid not to play for two weeks. But you could also look at it that they'll be paid to train, um, which might make them, you know, won't good they be training anyway?
2: Will they be training anyway though? Yeah,
5: but they could train with you know the likes of Varney.
2: Pick up some tips from Michael Brown, maybe.
5: Exactly. Just, you know, get used to how Paul Green plays it. So It's, that an, when it's an
4: extraordinarily <laughs> tight way of running a football club, though. Yes. Just being like, is. oh, we could save two weeks wages there. And, <clears throat> we, can, and oh, we don't want him travelling, because if we have to pay his petrol <laughs> and he's had to drive from Southampton, then that's
2: that's 40p a mile, we have to pay him for that. Haven't Wakefield
4: so,
5: got any good players? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's about 100 quid from Southampton, isn't it?
4: Exactly. We can, we can avoid that. He's going to be up visiting his nan... Uh, she lives in uh, in Rochdale, so it'd we'll be nearer then. So we'll sign him then when he does that. It just makes us look shit.
3: Are you sure you heard from Brian on this and not Ken? Maybe. Well,
2: <laughs> I actually was going to say that I didn't want to dangle that particular name into the discussion, but it is it's a it is a very Batesian way of operating, isn't it? Ken Bates with a smile.
5: That, let's let's that not go there. It. Let's not go there. Well, if you, I'm sure if you were if you shaved Ken Bates's head and beard, Brian McDermott would emerge from underneath. <laughs> I'm glad I said that while you were trying to get <laughs> water.
2: Joking on water. Uh, we've been linked with that keen fella from Manchester. What's the face? I can't remember. Roy Not him off the telly with no. the beard. The other one. Does he the one of- I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No
5: He's a twin brother of the other one.
2: Uh, this is the fella, Michael Keane. I'm going to turn to you here, Michael, because you share the same first name. Okay. What's
4: it like being a Michael? Um, it's not It's not been too bad. There have been some good times. Michael Loudrup, that was a good time. Um... I think there's probably been some poor ones as well. Um, Jean- Michael Jarre. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wim. Wim, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Michael Bridges. Close to home. Michael Bridges, he was good. We could, he's probably available too. If we, wanted, <laughs> if we wanted to just simply sign someone called no, Michael. No, no,
2: no, because we have to pay his airfare back and he's in Australia. <coughs> oh, is he? That'd be fucking expensive. Oh, that looks
4: yeah. to that. Yeah. Unless there's a boat. Could we put him on a boat? I think he might be on it. He might have set off already. <laughs> if we'd have got him on the boat at the start of the international
5: break, it would be like halfway here by now so yeah anyway Michael Key <laughs> from them over ills he does have a twin brother and his twin brother scored against us last season
3: Yeah, I was going to say that I, I, I did he I saved no 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 as in I didn't know I didn't know whether he did score against us I, I, whether I was misremembering the
5: research I did revealed to me that his twin brother scored against us last season but I, it didn't reveal who for or what his name is <laughs> however you know I can't be expected to know everything
2: can't spoon feed us can you Moscow no. <laughs> um Work it
5: out. Look it up.
2: Players on the way out, also revealed by Phil Hay today on that their Twitter, uh, that Charlie Taylor has gone on loan to... Fle- Not
5: fucking telling you. You want to know where I've gone? You, you fucking find out. Yeah,
1: he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's been loaned into hiding. <laughs> for, the, for the
2: newer listeners, we should explain that we have likened the name Charlie. He sounds like a gangster, doesn't he? He sounds like an Eastern Charlie thinking. fucking <laughs> Taylor. Going to be
5: running a Queen, Vic. Go with, I'm going underground for a while. It's so witness on. perception. Too much, too much heat round, round Leeds. I'm getting out of here for a bit.
6: <laughs> yeah, good
4: hey, look, is, good is, have have I missed any news about us getting rid of um, anyone? No. Pew. No. No. Yeah, Norris is yeah, still there the stinking is, the place out.
3: The news is it's impossible. It's never going to happen. They're here for it. And David Norris's contract doesn't run out for another year oh, no. and a half.
5: I saw that. <laughs> another year and a half. The only bright spot... Um, is that David Prutton, I believe, has suffered an injury setback of some kind. Again, this is very limited headline skimming, but that means Sheffield Wednesday might need a midfielder, and they had Pew last season, so there's a chance they yeah, may that take means they him again. Him and actually. they
3: like David Norris as well. They tried to sign him when we did.
5: Two for the price of one. You can't replace Prutton with just Pew or Norris. Danny Pew's both. like
4: a, a car you don't want someone to test drive, though. They're going to think he's worse. Hey, heard, we we test drive drove, drove I know, but even. We're appalling at buying players.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're not letting him out anymore in case anyone sees him. If there are any scouts there, then we're absolutely in trouble, aren't we? Um, the next bit of the, the prep sheet here is, <laughs> probably tells its own story. The headline is GFH and underneath there's a blank space. Is that where we're at?
3: Nor- Noruddin visited a school. I remember that happening mm, in the last week well, or so. he, he looks nice, guys. You see, and there was that video of their from their corporate advertising from two years ago. And I was happy when I first saw it mm. because I thought maybe this means maybe I thought I assumed it was new, and I thought maybe this means they've got some money to spend on things. And then it turned out it was actually from about two years ago, and they probably don't.
5: Salem looks good in it, though. So Celine <laughs> <laughs> gradually learning how to pronounce pronounce it correct pronounce it (laughs) 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 gradually learning how to pronounce it man of a thousand voices one one thing
4: we always criticise Bates for which GFH are are, are approving really because they've still not bought us any players and have really given us nothing this transfer window but by just being quiet they're avoiding criticism. Whereas mm. Bates used to stick his head up every week. Cowards. And do a and do a radio interview, <laughs> which would really anger people. Whereas they they're quite rightly. Yeah, but just, they've
2: had to learn this bloody lesson though, because over the summer when they first got their feet under the door, they couldn't shut up, could they? And that in turn caused problems because they came in and said oh, they are all these grand plans, we'll do this, we'll do that. And then it's, yeah, it's
4: a cool. lesson I've learned when you're doing a job badly, just just do it quietly. <laughs> so. Or don't do it quietly. <laughs>
3: Well you say that though, but um, Celine popped up on Twitter today to wish everyone a happy Eid Mubarak, and I think one of the replies, or at least two or three, was just "fuck off." So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good. sign a fucking player. Yeah. <laughs> David
4: Hay had a similar thing. I think he was supporting some sort of charity as well. He said, stone, of, he, said wall, "He said something. Yeah. And he said, this is oh, this is a really great cause.' How about like, oh, buying some fucking players. <laughs> <laughs> Don't raise money.
1: You're climbing the mountain
5: instead. <laughs> what, you <laughs> bastard." Don't raise money for them, raise money for our transfer fund. Twat. Down with sick kids. <laughs> Up with players. Sign some sick kids.
3: Although I do find it quite funny that Jamie Ashdown seems to now play for the League United Melanoma rowing team rather than League United <laughs> football team. Because he's the only sign we've seen of him in the last six months has been as part of that. I find that bizarre. <laughs> the fact that our second choice goalkeeper doesn't goalkeep anymore.
4: But is Jamie Ashdown injured then? <clears throat> or is he just
3: I think he's injured. Who's Jamie Ashdown? Yeah, he was the goalkeeper who let whoever it was score for Chelsea. And then he was at fault for us not reaching Wembley. Several
2: yeah. people scored for Chelsea against us. No, but he was the first one. <coughs> We'd be in was,
5: Europe if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Becchio basically had us in the final just before halftime. And then Jamie Ashton took us straight back out again, straight after halftime. While we were still in the bar.
2: Now, I'm going to segue <laughs> from the Chelsea match into Neil Warnock... Um, because that was probably one of the high points that first forty-five minutes of his tenure.
5: Oh, great night!
2: Second forty-five. Great night. I don't minutes.
5: remember who scored though.
2: He's been chirping on, hasn't he? Now, well done to him for identifying this as well. That Ross Barkley is now the future of English football. Somebody bought him a crystal. Amy, 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 Amy or Sharon must have bought him a crystal ball. They didn't buy him it when he had him. He maybe doesn't realise he did have him. He maybe that, doesn't know it's the same guy. I think he said something along the lines of
5: that he he didn't have the discipline to fit in alongside our other players. And he said that the, the best position for Ross Barkley is the position he's now playing in for Everton, which is basically the tip of the diamond. Um, the and, number 10 in the hole. But he's saying, I already had Ross... Mc- <coughs> he said someone like, I already had El-Haj-Joof playing in that position and then I had Ross McCormack knocking on my door to play there and he was a fan's favourite, so I couldn't leave him out. So he's basically managed in that, in- that quintessential yeah. Warnock style turn it around to say you know I already had Juffy there I could see that Ross Barkley could have been brilliant in that position but if I'd have put McCormack on the wing then the fans the, the fans would have had a right because he's all for fans
6: favourites
4: yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where, he, where he could have played him though as well it was in the, the Michael Brown position <laughs> <laughs> Um he's, that's another alternative place because he did play him in central midfield on occasion and mm. we, I think I'm pretty sure we highlighted him as being quite good at football because there, there were times where he pulled the ball out of the air and sort of would get the ball out of his feet and run with it a bit and pass it and stuff. And, well, that's not, not going to work, I'm pretty it? sure we, are, we highlighted that at the time as being a good thing.
5: But you, you drop a player like Brownie, you get the fans, they just start writing in because he's such a big favourite. You know, the, the kids, it's especially a big hit with the kids, you know, off, they, they look up at someone like Brownie and they just think, you know, one day... One day, maybe that could be me. Whereas Ross Barkley, there's, he, he had not achieved anything in the games. There's, there's nothing there for a, a youngster to aspire to, and that's why a player Brownie is, so that you can just look, you can look around the stadium, you can see, see that like that luster in all the little kids' eyes. That's why you got to stick with a player like Brownie. Barkley, you know, he's the future, but the future isn't now. Now, now is Michael Brown. <laughs> you see, you're saying Barkley may have been
4: inspired by him, by Brownie.
5: Yeah, that would be good, isn't it? I'd love to see. <laughs> When he scores the winning goal in the, uh, the World Cup finals, I couldn't dedicate this goal to my inspiration. <laughs> I only played with him for a couple of weeks. Warlock well, has previous for this as well, doesn't he, when he from trying to claim
4: um, Victor Moses was, mm-hmm. was basically all he's doing.
3: Yeah. Was it you who told this, the story of that in the magazine? Victor Moses. I think you said, I don't oh, know, yeah. can't remember if it was you, I mean, it was from his book, but wasn't it that he just went over and got four random youth team players Yeah, and one of them happened to be Victor Moses?
5: Yeah, because he, he didn't have enough players at Crystal Palace, he just went to the coach and just went, are oh, any of them any good? And he said, well, yeah, Victor Moses and the, these other ones. Right, put them in the team.
3: Just, it was the same thing with Sam Byram as well with us, wasn't it? Yeah. I think, I think in Michael Calvin's new book, The Nowhere Men, like there's literally a page dedicated to the fact that Neil Warnock can't spot a player. If his life depends on it Like he, he always Apparently he just goes to Mick Jones And says Does he look any good Surely you should. And then apparently All he does all week Is uh, have dinners with his wife
2: Well he does, he does say Doesn't he In his books That he's not really A tacti- tactical man He's more of a- He's not a transfers man either <laughs> Or a fitness man Can't spot a player He just, just shouts a bit if Michael, Brown, if
4: Michael Brown Doesn't fix it Michael Brown's like His gaffer tape <laughs>
5: <laughs> It's for everything There was more fascinating insight in his column um, this week. It it continues to be, it's a form of masochism reading it, but when he ends uh, his final point of the week is, am I the only one who can't open uh, yoghurt without spilling it? (laughs) (laughs) Is that that real? we We need a
2: thousand words. You've done 9.50, Neil. Can we have something else?
1: Sharon
5: apparently is a dab hand and never spills a drop, but for some reason he always ruined a clean shirt.
2: Uh, listen, we've got to move on, right? Uh, Andros Townsend also has made the breakthrough. Um, Don't want
5: to talk about it.
2: Yeah, and he's suddenly become England's saviour. Hey, I'm going to
3: blame Neil Warnock for that because the minute Warnock came in, Andros Townsend yeah. left. So it's, I mean, surely there's a correlation there. Do we
2: need to reappraise Townsend a little no. bit? Because, all right, he's been a complete dick on Twitter, mm. but in the face the of. The Leeds fans have been so good to him. <laughs> in the face of overwhelming provocation, he's, you know, he's, he's bitten back. So can we blame him? Because he's, he's, he's looking all right.
5: There's biting back and then there's getting photographs of your Man of the Match awards against Leeds from previous seasons and posting them up on Twitter going, there, look. And that goal was his first goal of the season when he scored for England. No assists. He's not that good. He's not worth, what have they done, quadrupled his salary <laughs> for doing one thing right once.
2: Well, while we're on the sort of uh, Warnock Get axis. Get Milner back in. <laughs> on the Warnock <laughs> axis of evil, um, his former sidekick, Kevin Blackwell, Kevin Sackwell, Sackwell... Mm-hmm. Kevin Sack, come on. It was funny the first ball time.
5: I mean, it's just his name now, isn't it? Yeah. Sacky.
1: You, 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 you almost feel for him a bit, don't you, old Sacky?
2: That's a lot more funny than it should be. It was all going so well for him last week anyway, wasn't it, old Sacky? So he claims. And then suddenly he's found himself out yeah. in his ear. At all
5: this was actually if you search on Google News for Kevin Blackwell, not that we just do our research on Google like half an hour before, but now sometimes he puts little quotes from people in the news right at the top of the results, and this was his. We're in all of these games, and the frustration for me is that, as close as we've been. we've not won games,
4: <laughs> getting to grips with the basics, yeah, so yeah. we're in so we're in we're in the games, we're definitely there at the start, yeah, yeah, we're turning out. Yeah, and it,
5: it, when he says all of these games as well, it is now quite a lot of games, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Today, he's given his side of his post-sacking tale of, tale of woe. It sounds a little sort of familiar What he says, um, it's been an interesting 13 weeks. Uh, you can't revamp a squad in that time, but I wish Barry all the best. Didn't he revamp the squad at Leeds from him and Gary Kelly to yeah. a squad in about two weeks? About 13 days. Yeah. I
4: think, I think they signed... More players than anybody else over summer as so. well.
5: We found it difficult in pre-season. We weren't able to play friendlies because we couldn't field a team. So presumably those, ge- those are games that they weren't in. It's part of the development. <laughs> See, if you remember, before the season started, we weren't in all those games. But then the season started, we were in them. That's and who, progress. Who have you got
2: to thank for that? That's yeah. progress. <clears throat> hey, listen, who's,
5: who's, uh, who's taken over from him? It's another Warnock. Sort of, what's the word? Satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Jepson, Ronnie Jepson's in there on a temp- temporary basis. Ronnie Jepson, who I believe, oh no, it's Mick Jones that Warnock didn't speak to for years. They fell out, and then and Kevin him.
2: Blackwell as well. Yeah,
5: I th- I'm... it's not not that he's
2: a petty man, not that he's a petty man. I can't remember.
4: Sorry, but there was a picture of a young. Goalkeeping variant of Blackwell, mm. who never looked like a footballer, but he's and he stood with Warnock on the training ground and he look he's looking at him, it just adoringly.
5: Didn't I email it round us all? Maybe that's why I've it seen it. of his book, yeah. <clears throat> he just looks so pleased to just be there with him. <laughs> but now I almost get the feeling I think the Berry job is beneath Warnock in his view, and also it's a bit far from from Devon. But um, when you know that Kevin Blackwell just failed at it, and it's a chance in there. You know, I like Kevin. But it's time to teach him another lesson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, in this bit, because there's not been a lot going on, um, with it being international week and stuff, and everyone's feeling a little bit down in the dumps, we are going to have a good old bitch and a moan, because things have been too positive lately, quite frankly. We need to get all the stuff off our chests, out into the open. Let's share our dark, evil feelings about Leeds United. I did say,
5: I think in the first podcast of the season, that Brian McDermott doesn't know what he's doing. And that if we had a decent manager, we'd be. And I'm being born out, right? So people's inability to see Brian McDermott for the walking failure that he is going to become.
2: Well, I'm more annoyed that Neil Warnock ever had anything to do with our football club. That's a League United problem.
5: It is. Becoming. I mean, I'm perhaps joking about Brian McDermott, but I'm serious when it comes to no, Neil no. Warnock.
4: No, I'm, no. I'm with you on this, and so is Jason Kavanagh in, in the, from the fickle point of view. Ross McCormack, the overrated money grabbing
2: wanker. <laughs> Before we go any further on this, it's worth saying that this is—we uh, were behind the Lufc Probs hashtag that did the rounds on Twitter last week, um, and we've collated them all. We've had some fine responses, things that bug you and annoy you about Leeds United. So, not only are we getting stuff off our chest, but the whole of the Twitter sphere is doing the same as well. But to continue the war, knock
1: point, <laughs> yeah, as always, yeah,
3: <laughs> as this podcast has been doing for the last year or so. Well, that's
5: one of the major problems with Lufc. Him ever being involved with Leeds United means that. I take an interest in his column of a weekend to see what he's got to say about failing to open yoghurt pots and the comments he wishes to pass on, uh, On I our, our, our wouldn't have spent a million on Luke Murphy. If I had a million quid to spend at that club, all the things I could... Shut up! <laughs> Just, it's... And he will always be there until
2: the day he dies. Steve Morrison, there's another one. That mm-hmm. annoys me about Legion. United and that's his fault.
5: You know, yeah, it circles back to... And then in the great circle of life, that Luciano Becchio is just constantly staring at Amsterdam. He can see the windmills in the distance <laughs> and as he holds his children's hands, wishing he was back in Yorkshire where he belonged. He even called his child Bianca.
2: Speaking of which, right, Norwich City, they annoy me in the context of Leeds United. It used to be Newcastle who raped and pillaged us. Now it is them. And they tr- need to leave us alone. It's tricky with Norwich because when they were kind of inoffensive,
5: I used to quite like them, to the point that some of the first...
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which Yeah J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
5: Cebutio teams that I bought had Norwich City kits because they were quite outrageous for the time in a, in a fruity way. But then I was watching a video of the goals of the season from 93, 94. So I could see that Rod Wallace goal again and saw Jeremy Goss's goal in the four nil when we all clapped, when he volleyed, yeah. it was a rule Fox cross and he volleyed it first time from about 40 yards. And everybody was very sportingly we'd clapped Roy Weggerly Now we'd clapped Jeremy Goss. Now, if we knew then what we know now that that would have been Bradley Johnson the ball into so bradley johnson scoring against us in 1993 that's an early ufc problem that's attributable to norwich city
3: but i don't like to hate norwich because then it's almost as if we're acknowledging them
5: well I, I don't want to hate a club that Robert Snodgrass and luciano becchio play for i want to love a club that they play for i'd rather but i've got so much love that i wish they all played for different clubs and hadn't all signed for norwich it would be a lot easier
4: We've made it very easy for their scouting team, haven't we? You're expecting Byron to go? Mowat first probably. That's an they can't afford Byron.
5: That's an LUFC problem, is looking at any good player who comes to in our youth team. Moat, Byron, Polion. They'll probably go for Tom Lees if they're central defence and just think Norwich are gonna sign him. It's it's just it's a stock response and it's and the worst part of it is there's an element of truth in it.
3: We've already sold Byron's hip to them, so <laughs>
5: Is that the problem?
3: <laughs> that is, that him is bit by bit.
2: They're trying to him on the quiet, aren't they, so we don't notice, yeah. Do you know Another thing that I our kits, they annoy me as well. They're rubbish. They're absolutely rubbish. We
5: were, we were quite close to rocking the white shirt, blue shorts thing recently, weren't we? But... Oh, were
2: we? Then that, That's interesting. That has piqued my interest. But that's because we've got a terrible combination of an away kit.
5: Yeah, exactly. It was Ipswich when they, I think they debuted the, the all gold. And it ain't gold. That's another LUSC problem. Stop yeah. calling the kit gold when it's not gold. Even Eddie Gray hates it. That's, we'd covered that last time, didn't we? That he'd, yeah. he'd actually gone to the point of saying, oh, what are they wearing? Like some kind of fashionista. When Eddie Gray's criticising your, your club's kits, he well, loves everything well, While, while about we're on Leeds. the kits
4: as well, I'm sure someone will probably mention this. On the We've got about 15 pages of this flying around the <laughs> studio. The Macron men. Mm. Give it up. It's a horrid, horrid thing. <laughs> Good, well well done, Moscow. It's a fine impression. <laughs> Moscow is imitating a
2: Macron man. Just And then, now he looks like a dick. I hate him now. I wish you'd get out. You'd okay. put your clothes back on as well now. we
5: <laughs> crawling up your sleeve.
2: One of you, I'm sure, will have it on the sheet in front of you. Somebody has tweeted just the word Macron with regards to LUFC props. They can make nice kits. Farsley's
5: kit in pre-season was nicer than ours. However, it was worth noting that they came out in the second half in a Nike kit that was basically the same. As if even they were just like, God, we have to wear Macron?
3: <laughs> Napoli's is brilliant as well. Or it was. I'm not sure if it is still is this season.
5: Napoli seem to have some kind of hex over Macron that they will always get like the best Macron kit. And ours, our It's
4: a Mafia kit. thing. It's a Mafia. You <laughs> think? Yeah, definitely.
5: On a more petty one, I like
4: um, that the targets don't change colour when you piss on them in the urinals. <laughs> it's uh, some oh, old got- some old branding they had about about getting sending off for chlamydia tests. And at one point... It was just a black circle, and when you pissed on it, it reminded you you needed a chlamydia test. I don't, I, 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 unless that was a test there and then. <laughs> say, it never changed colour for me.
2: <laughs> it has to be said as well, speaking of the toilets, that um, LUFC underscore Dan points out that the annoying one-way toilet system in the COP means you have to walk an extra 100 yards to uh, use the facilities,
4: and... 100 yards is a bit of a stretch, given, given the football pitch is only about 100
5: yards.
2: <laughs> and... That one-way system is a problem in itself because people don't obey it. Yeah.
5: Right. Double. Yeah. Putting anything inside a football stadium that you're expecting people to obey. Football fans aren't going to obey in and outdoors. Paul Green isn't going to obey. Don't fuck it up. Or the laws of physics. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Elland Road is not the place for the word obey. It's just the place for a try and hope. Maybe that's what they should put on the toilet doors instead of in and out. Try and hope. STD clinic for Michael.
3: (laughs) The worst thing about the toilets these days is the fact that they've got all those posters with all the players uh, advertising the new kit, and it's terrifying because you have Rodolphe Austin looking at you pissed the entire time with his staring gaze. It's terrifying. Just tutting. Yeah. (laughs) Looking down and tutting at
5: you. What's that?
2: (laughs) Don't even come in here with that. (laughs) (laughs) On a similar note, um, Jordan Turnip on Twitter uh, says, Brian McDermott won't look me in the eyes. This is one
4: annoyance of mine, actually, which... Um, Kobe Vicker? Is, is that an actual name? I was thinking, is that a play on words? Yeah, Kobe Vicker. I, th- I was expecting it to mean something when read in a certain way, but anyway. Uh, yeah, Kobe Vicker on Twitter is every time you lose someone tweeting, play the kids instead. <laughs> this is something that... And it happens, it happens with other players, too, who have not been
3: in the team for a certain amount of time. So, What
4: about Danny Pugh? Michael Brown's the answer. What about
3: Norris? Hey, I have a friend like who genuinely thinks Michael Brown is the answer. <coughs> he said What's on, the question? No, I think he said on Saturday night, or it might have been on Twitter, I can't remember, but they all blend into one of his stupid comments. He said, maybe Michael Brown's not brilliant, but at least you'll get a consistent performance every time. Yeah, consistent. <laughs> I don't
5: want a consistent performance of of that kind
3: <laughs> is it the same guy friend who
5: likes Blackwell
3: yeah and Neil Warnock surprisingly enough right. and who's suspicious about Brian McDermott is he mentally sick. ill What's <laughs> his argument completely then yeah. Yeah. does he does he watch much football no I I mean He's at every game. game. Yeah, no, I I just, I don't understand it. I think he's suspicious of McDermott because he seems to have ideas and plans and thoughts, maybe.
2: Yeah, we are quite resistant to the idea of change, aren't we? And I think we've got a lot of people who are quite contrary in our crowd. People who will go against the perceived wisdom for the sake of going against it, no matter how maddening that particular opinion is. You're the only person I've ever heard say that. (laughs) (laughs) You're just doing it for effects.
3: (laughs) Jordan Armo, or Dirty Leeds on Twitter, actually said, uh, deluded Bellens in our fan base That's a problem
5: Harsh. Deluded, deluded Bellens generally are yeah. a problem yeah. <laughs> the, the Waco Siege was a, a case in point <laughs> I don't know if that was the, sorry, an LUFC problem But the I thought the way they went in Anyway
4: <laughs> I enjoyed this one as well from uh, Vincent Downs This is obviously from last week The last two days at work constantly hearing How that Janu Jizz face Pratt for scum is the next Ronaldo <laughs>
3: it's on the prep sheet, but the fact that we can't enjoy Man U being shit because we're also we shit. Can. <laughs> right. No, because I always feel as though we're being petty then. I yeah. mean, okay, pet, petty is the wrong word. I feel as though I'm one of those fans if I'm yeah. enjoying Man U being shit when we're also what, bad.
2: They are what the Scum fans called ABUs, anyone but United. If
5: I can't pettily enjoy a team I hate doing badly, then I don't know why I'm following football. That's true, but yeah. Okay. We're in the championship
6: then. for fuck's sake. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter. i agree with you. We're not we're not in that league, so it doesn't
5: even if I was there, even if they beat us 4 0 and then they go in the next game and lose to Stoke. It's, it's like funny. people who occasionally
4: express the opinion that you should want English teams to win in the Champions League. No. Idiots. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I barely even want England to win World Cup matches because they've got that many players from that team.
5: Mm. Exactly. That was the whole thing with whatever spunk faces really is, He's gonna if he plays for Belgium and signs for Juventus, fine. I can enjoy his fine career and excellent skills. But as it is, if he t- if he plays for scum and pitches up for England, not interested. I hope his legs
4: are broken long before he gets he, he gets national he gets a citizenship. To be honest,
2: Michael
1: Brown <laughs> yeah, Brown Michael had a very Brown.
4: good go, he had a very good go gigs that time, didn't he? Yeah. When he just, he just did that massive sort of running jump onto his legs
2: <laughs> He should consider going into martial arts films, shouldn't he? Something like that uh, Speaking of video, Stephen Jennings points out The goal montage video before a match is usually more exciting than the football we play That's an LUFC prop
5: There's goals in it for a start He's suggesting we stop showing it Just to make sure it's just not just 90 minutes of tedium. Show
4: some it. some sort of
5: 96, 97 highlights reel instead
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Make us appreciate what we're yeah. about to watch.
2: Here's all, what you could all, have had. Or two minutes of it. I think yeah.
5: maybe, maybe just sombre music like BBC Radio when the <laughs> Queen's died. Just play that before the game.
3: Oh, you experienced that before yeah. then.
5: Yeah. Oddie <laughs> <laughs> <Audi laughs> told me, <laughs> etc. cetera, et cetera.
6: <laughs> I've got an odd one on Twitter from some chap called Emo. L-U-F-C problems. Naming a website after a player will gets sold. That's Emo who runs the... House and Is Now website. Yes.
2: I'll tell you what else is paying. annoying. Never mind. Bloody phone reception at the ground. Terrible. Try and get on 3G, check the scores at half-time. Not happening. Build a mast.
5: A lot of people complain about people being on their phones during games, but I Build a mast. If there was a mast so that the 3G actually worked, people would spend less time on their phones, because most of the time it's, why isn't this bastard thing working? Build a mast. All I want to do is...
2: Build a mast, not a museum.
1: (laughs) All
2: (laughs) right. You want a mast then? Build a mast.
6: Yeah.
4: Well you ruin an area of of extreme natural beauty to put a <laughs> On that effect, um Richard Lindley on uh, Twitter has put the in suite is one of the ugliest buildings in the history of Western civilization, <laughs> which is true. And the and the, you can include really the East stand in that as well now. We've we've made the ground symmetrically ugly. There's, um
5: <laughs> And on problems with the ground, Matty L U F C ninety one is complaining about the ten mile trek from Leeds train station. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's taking a particularly circular route, but um, it is a long way. Is he going way- from Bradford? <laughs> let's, let's move it. Move the ground. Move the ground, put different stuff on it, have different team in it. Call it Red Bull Arena, for example.
6: Yeah. On the subject of travel, Steve Creek mentions that the bus is back into town. Huge queue, bus never full, always one little scrot flipping me the bird from the top deck.
1: <laughs>
5: it is amazing how all the camaraderie and togetherness goes out the window when you're on the bus and other the Leeds fans aren't. <laughs> Like, hey, marching on together. I'm on the bus. Fuck you. <laughs> it's an infrequent problem, is this one?
4: But when, like, on the opening game of the season, when there were loads of people there, parking, bloody traffic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wish those part time wankers
6: had just. <clears throat> yeah, didn't... back to the good old days of Bates when you could yeah. just park. Anyway, that's our problem. Fans. Yeah. Fuck yeah. up last minute. <laughs> my... Parked next to the ground. My uh,
3: little brother. Speaking of. With fans, said that, uh, and <laughs> Nadav Wino said that uh, people fighting in the cop. Oh. I mean, it's just, it's a real issue. It, that. It's a
2: heady brew, isn't it? That The mixture of, of sort of sweat. Bring back beer. smoking, that's what I would say. They <laughs> <'Cause laughs> <I> used to
4: mask it slightly. It's like a nightclub farts <laughs> that you never used to experience, but.
2: It's sort of beer sweat, beer from the night before, beer from the same day, sweats, farts,
4: pies. I mean, the, the burgers themselves actually do smell quite farty, even. <laughs> even befe- have, free having passed through someone's digestive system, they're sm- they already sm-
5: are smelling a bit that way. It always used to t- terrify me a bit about the burgers that they were still rocking the uh, Half Onion logo years after we got the Lazio Shield. Like about five years later on, it was still the White <laughs> Rose. It was the same packaging. It had been like 1996, 2002. In, it's in a big of, chest freezer mm. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Bought a job lot. Probably the one good deal Ridsdale ever did was to buy a 20-year supply of horse burgers. <laughs> and then when they finally ran out, came back. oh, bloody hell, I've got no burgers left. Bloody Ridgedale. Didn't, didn't know how to run a club. Somebody uh, put down somewhere is uh, Bates not being around to have a go at because it is kind of, at the moment, I mean, one of the reasons why this is just pointless bitching and moaning and I keep likening it to uh, wailing at the sky is nobody really wants to have a go at McDermott. Nobody's quite sure about the owners yet, whether you know it's time to start pointing the finger at them. Michael Brown isn't playing enough to be a pantomime villain. So you're just kind of like, there's nobody to take your hand. And you be- end up taking become, out on Noel we, Hunt. We've who-
2: become dull, haven't we? That's, the, that's an LFC problem. We've become dull. Did you
5: not see the way Will Hughes danced through our defence? It takes a, a sophisticated defence to make Derby County look that good. We're kind of like the um, the opposition for the Harlem Globetrotters. You're just looking in the, at the wrong side for the entertainment.
2: We've become by average, some might like the- say. Others others would tell you to shove that up your ass. (laughs) Ross McCormack might not agree with you, but there you go.
4: Ryan Twiggy Hanson says, Hashtag Team McCormack, the set of mongs.
2: (laughs) Harsh. Very harsh.
4: That's just a modern problem, really. People sucking up to celebs on Twitter.
2: They don't need protecting, do they? That's the thing.
4: If they don't don't like what people say,
5: just don't look at it.
2: It's a bloody madhouse, isn't it? It's an absolute madhouse. Well, the
5: um, the major... The point I was uh, heading for was from Dean Wheeler, who uh, is complaining about Liverpool fans not knowing that there is no U in their hashtag or club name, which is often a problem when you just see, you know, whenever Liverpool are playing, the number of tags for LUFC is, is bizarre. The pres- what do they think it stands for? The
4: continued they- presence of Scousers at the club as well, because we, we got rid of a few and now we've got more in. We've got we've got Warnock and... Um- well,
2: Connor Jordan just just identifies Lee Peltier as an LUFc yes, prop.
4: obviously. Peltier and Warnock. Scousers at either side.
5: Mm, full
4: backs, yeah. It wasn't a Scouser.
2: Yeah, yes. Yes.
4: yes,
5: actually. It's going back to the... We can't desert. even
2: hate for being a mank. Has anybody checked Tom Leeds' heritage? Brummie, isn't he? I
5: thought. Really? We've got three Scousers and a Brummie in defence. This is going back yeah. to the days of... I mean, I We've identified pa- the problems. <laughs> Painter
2: and Connolly. Wait, what's Jason
3: Pierce?
5: That's a very deep... I'm not <laughs> sure we have time to get into <laughs> that now. <laughs> All right, then. To
2: wrap this bit up, gents, what do you think is the current biggest problem Facing Leeds United. I'll come to you, Moscow, because you're opposite me.
5: Better teams than us. That's
2: exactly what I was going to say. <laughs>
1: <like a> ditto. <sighs> coming up.
2: Round the final turn then and onto the home stretch. Uh, last part of the Square Ball podcast is the preview section. And coming up, we have Birmingham at home. Uh, we need to get back on track, gents, don't we? Because we're a bit rubbish. And, I mean, it says it all when the club builds this up on the basis that Lucas Radebe is coming back and not... The game itself.
4: Nikola Zigic is coming
2: back as well. Oh, fucking hell.
5: <sighs> Nikola Zigic doesn't have as nice a smile as Lucas Radderby. Plus, true. he's never been shot in the leg.
2: To the best of our knowledge yet.
5: Like You'd go down like a... It'd be like watching a nature documentary where Poacher goes after a giraffe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to happen here, don't you? Chris Burke is going to happen here.
5: Just going to keep crossing it onto Zigic's head.
2: Yeah, he'll get 14 assists.
5: And Matt Smith will be sitting on the bench. Yeah. See, see, see what I would be missing if he was <laughs> cutting the crosses in for me. I'm sure, given the right service, Mathieu would score a lot of goals, but Chris Burke ain't going to give it to him because he's going to.
2: We're not feeling very happy at the minute, are we? It'll really? be but nice I'm, to see Lucas. I, I, yes, it will. Imagine, though, just picture this if you will. We do sneak somehow a win against Birmingham. Lee Clark's little spotty face. He still looks like a little schoolboy
5: as well, in a suit. And work experience. Yeah. It's the,
4: it's the suit, it's the sh- sort of jumper, tie, shirt, jacket combo that makes him look particularly very, very Eddie
2: Howe, isn't
5: it? Well, Eddie Howe looks like he's got a yacht. Lee Lee Clark just looks like it's his school uniform and he's being made to wear it.
4: I bet Ed, Eddie would not answer Lee's calls.
3: Lee looks like he'd take someone down to the docks and go, "Yeah, th- there's my yacht there," and then they go, "Great, can we go see it?" And then he go. Well, just we need to go over here first, and then maybe I'll take you back to the yacht later. And then you
6: never know what a yacht was.
2: (laughs) Fucking (laughs) hell, (laughs) a yacht.
5: Eddie Howe would be below, Dexie It's got this strange feeling. Somebody's looking at my yacht. (laughs) 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 Let's go outside. Can't see
2: anybody. You can tell it's all gone to shit because we're talking about anything but the actual football. I mean, what can we expect out of this?
5: Birmingham don't play football, do they?
2: I don't know, do they? No. Is is this on the the telly? I've lost all track of when we're on the telly anymore. I didn't
3: even make it. Just say we are. Yeah, Yeah. we're on the... I I looked this up today. It's on the telly and it would mean that one third of our games have been broadcast on Sky this season. It's at
6: home anyway, so it's not like anyone's going to not go to an away game thinking it's on TV because you've told them. No comment.
3: Speaking of which Birmingham only sold 300 tickets for this one, so
6: see even Birmingham fans know what it's
5: like.
2: Well, football's just bust, isn't it? No one wants it's to be Jasper spending. It's Jasper Carrot. Has
5: Jasper Carrot bought his ticket. Apparently, they've got a, a scum player scoring goals for them.
2: Oh, is this? Is this? Can we introduce this? A football fact.
5: Apparently, who wrote this down? That'd be me. Right, uh, tell Je- us about. So I'm a
2: tiny new
3: kid on the block. Yeah, blog uh, boy over there. Yeah, J- Jesse Lingard. He's the guy who scored four in one game for them, and his, his record's not as good anymore. He sounds like
5: an American wrestler. Is this yeah. the kind of detail you bring to our blog? Scum players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm what we can read about who's good for scum
3: no he's not good for scum he's good for Birmingham alright who, who they've well, got. That's, that's not, not helping. Heading, Moscow <laughs> well, like, which... we're not playing them the, I mean you know so I we can read young.
5: about all the scum players that you love that are good for other teams against Leeds is that what you're bringing to the Squareball blog yes oh, sounds alright <laughs> I like reading about good players <laughs> <laughs> how have they managed to get someone on loan Birmingham
3: hmm presumably because <laughs> it was free I mean isn't that what Man you do they just give Teams but players for free.
5: It's more with all Birmingham's owners sort of being in Chinese jails or wherever they are currently. Whatever the status is of the of the case. How
2: does that affect the transfer market in this country?
5: Um, because the people who own Birmingham, it's a very complicated situation. Right. I, Could I you don't explain think, it to me. No, <laughs> I don't think they're um, supposed to be signing anybody because they ain't got no money, and because the people that do have their money are in prison.
2: Well, I'll return you to Michael's question: How Have they signed somebody on loan? <laughs> why was, why was, why was, <laughs> Mr. Clark, you got a question
5: for you.
4: I'm saying this. I'm just annoyed that someone as skint as Birmingham—they're paying Zigic 65 grand a week because he had clauses in his contract, which meant he got a massive pay rise each year, mm. even though they were relegated. So they're they're paying him that all that money, and we can't. And they've still signed a player on
5: loan, and it's, we haven't. It's because he's come from scum. Uh, David Moyes is Lee Clark's dad.
1: Oh
3: right. <sighs> Isn't that a, the baffling thing about us? Even though we've not got any good players, we actually pay quite a lot of money
5: for the players we do have. Well, that's it. Lee Clark phones up David Moyes and it's like, yeah, have him for free. Brian McDermott phones up David Moyes and it's like,
2: oh, Scott Wouton.
5: You you just don't even know what that's worth.
2: Well, Scott Wouton, we can only pay you five grand a week. So we've got Norris on 22 grand a week. He's not well, on that much. No, that's just a figure. Sure. Of a, oh, from, God. Yeah. <clears throat> oh God. We're just
5: making up things to be angry about. What's
2: your problem? <laughs> well, we need to do something. Anyway, listen, um, on the Lee Clark tip, Huddersfield away, lunchtime kickoff.
5: Who is their manager now?
2: Mark Mark Robbins.
5: Robbins. Oh, of course. Another scum connection. The guy who actually kept focusing on a job Mm. back in the day. You know who else he played for? Norwich. Norwich. (laughs) Big style.
2: The way things feel at the minute, it feels like this is going to go completely tits up, doesn't it? Yeah. But we did win there last year. (laughs) hey? And look at how bad we were then.
5: (laughs) Remember... remember, um, Ryan Hall?
3: He's coming. He'll be back for that, probably. I think... It's been a few weeks since he went to Sheffield United, so that's
5: something that we should have added to the uh, the petty moaning was the number of uh, retweets that from Ryan Hall from because he scored one he got one assist for Sheffield United and he retweeted everyone saying Brian McDermott doesn't know what he's doing letting you out there when are you coming back to leave yes to get in the team? I was
2: just about to say exactly the same thing way to curry favour with your manager is not to bloody retweet people who are criticising him is it
5: because he's managed to just get one cross. To one player once, well, once, and weren't they playing against seven men? And wasn't it a girls' team? I don't know. It didn't
2: seem <laughs> very not impressive. Seven men, then? He, it? Didn't
3: even, he didn't even start in League One. It's exactly. He it's, came off the bench
2: yeah. to uh, to dribble past a some Girl player. Scouts.
3: And he's wearing the number four shirt, and he's a winger. That's another issue with him.
2: That's another problem. And you know no. we've got no strikers. Mm. Well, they've got a good striker in James Vaughan. He scored quite a lot. Is it nine in eleven? The stat says here. I'm not responsible for that stat, but I'm prepared to believe it because it worries me.
3: Yeah, apparently, apparently we tried to sign him in the summer. I think before he went to Huddersfield. We've tried to do a lot of. I we?
2: know, We've I know, <laughs> this is the problem. We've not actually
5: managed to do anything. We tried to sign a striker. We tried to win some games. Tried to play without wingers. Good season, this, isn't it?
6: Yeah. I'd like to try and shag Jennifer Aniston. It's not going to happen. Sorry, Mrs. Oddie. <laughs>
2: She's on my list. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're is one, one of your five. Yeah. Oh, good. You're safe then. Yeah, so uh what we're we hoping for from these two games, not to be defeated twice.
4: I would I would love 3 points from these two. I'd take that straight away. Anyone else? Does anyone have any any aspirations beyond well, a win?
2: I'd I'd take 6 points.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean realistically. 4? 3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2 would be quite I think realistic. I think 3s is as much as we can hope for.
5: Let's not be greedy. I I think um I'll take whatever it takes to keep Brian McDermott in the job. Because I do worry that we are getting to that point where enough people are going to go, you know what, change the manager. It's madness. Change the manager, play the kids.
2: <laughs> yeah. And the worrying thing is... Gary Green! The worrying thing is... <laughs> Salah Nuruddin has already paved the way a little bit for sacking here by mm. these tweets that things are not good enough and the fans deserve better. It's like, just give the man a chance. He's commentating he, on himself. <laughs> he's, he's working with one hand tied behind his back, isn't he? Still... Do we not realise these short-term fixes don't work?
5: Yeah, when they started saying uh, we're quite happy for him to approach promotion to the Premier League as a three-year project and we think Brian McDermott's the man to do that. And then we caught David Haig in the interview where he's talking about how they were spunking 20 million quid on flats in London, saying we really hope to get Leeds United in the Premier League within two years. You know, we don't want to put too much pressure on the manager. And it's going to be like, well, we were looking for promotion this season little bit difficult. It's not there, and then Christmas was really what we had penciled in. We got a, we've got a chart that shows Premier League by Christmas. We showed it to Brian. Admittedly, it had something different on it at that point, but he saw the chart.
4: Do you, rem- you remember the quotes from when Grayson was sacked and Harvey said there is still a large portion of the season remaining, and we feel a new manager will be able to get more out of the existing playing squad? And yes. then Warnock came in and completely fucked it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, exactly. So it's war- Neil Warnock is a warning from history as far as uh, ending the season goes. Whereas Brian McDermott ended the season very well last year when he came in.
4: He basically saved us from relegation, I think, last year. I think with Warnock, we would have gone down, probably.
5: difference is Brian McDermott actually gives a toss. He doesn't just go home to Cornwall and just struggle to open yoghurt of a weekend.
1: The Ken Bates villain of the fortnight.
2: This is the fortnightly award uh, for somebody who has contributed to our ongoing misery. And the misery has returned, it's fair to say. Oh, yes. Our ongoing misery as Leeds United fans, of course. um, Because it's Ken Bates' award, we have to nominate Ken for something. Again, it's getting more difficult by the fortnight. Um, But then you remember. Yeah, I'm quite prepared to um, nominate him for leaving us in this mess. When he dies, what are we going
4: to... not saying he's going to die anytime soon. I'm sure he'll have a long and happy retirement. But
5: are we going to continue
4: to nominate him for things once he's passed on? Possibly not. We might struggle
2: because he's likely to be less active than he is now and he's fairly inactive now. We
5: could nominate people in his memory.
2: Yeah, definitely. We should definitely name it in memoriam of him or leave it named in memoriam anyway. of So Ken's got his nomination. Moving on. Who else have we got? I'm sticking Andros Townsend in the
5: pot because all I look for in life is just a minimum amount of joy and seeing his screwdriver-shaped head turning out for the England team. I was actually enjoying the first 20 minutes because it looked like... Um, who were we playing? The Montenegrins were just gonna keep like clattering him all match. And I was like, yeah, I can watch Andras Townsend get kicked for an hour and a half. And then it turned out um he's actually quite good. He does not need to be any more big headed than he is. I tell you who's got a screwdriver like head. Go on. Kevin Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's clever. That's
4: bloody clever. And you're not nominating me for that joke either. Petter Talks, the German international. I've made up a name. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> anyway, moving on again.
2: Um, who else <laughs> we have him? I'll nominate Warnock for his comments about Barkley. Yeah, he's, he's, to... he's, he's a he's bit of a gold mine, isn't he? Because he's got yeah, this he's... column in The Independent, so we can probably. And just... he's on Talk sport now so as yeah. well.
5: Yeah. And occasionally BT Sport turns up on there on the telly. Yeah. Anyone yeah.
2: would think he was being
4: a media whore. Oh, there was a great thing on Twitter this week if someone had spotted that Jessica Simpson, um, her nan is Neil Warnock. Yes. She posted a picture of, of her with her nan on at uh, some event or other and, and it, it actually is it looks like a slightly <laughs> more decrepit than Neil Warnock. <laughs> Probably better at football though. Quite possibly.
3: As is Stingy from The Sopranos, uh what's she called? The mother of the family. She looks just like Neil Warnock.
2: Maybe he's been moonlighting all this time maybe that's what maybe that's what's happening he's that's what he disappears
5: off to during yeah. the week as he goes and stars as, uh, as Jessica Simpson <laughs> like, just to guarantee the Hollywood actress is living a lie
2: now Amitai, you've got a controversial one you want to nominate somebody here
5: oh uh, Sal or Rudin because he just looks a bit villainous and also
3: he's putting all the pressure on her uh, good old Brian
5: I like him I like yeah. the, you yeah, know we, we've, we've yeah. always welcomed him with open yeah. arms yeah his smiling face. Visits schools, so he's, he's thinking
2: about the future. He is, he's community work. Are you saying he's a villain for hanging around schools, Amatai?
3: I would never accuse someone of that. I have no evidence for it. I'm just saying he, he looks vaguely
2: villainous.
6: So what was it like on your one and only appearance on the Squareball podcast? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anybody else we want to nominate? The Bury chairman. For to make up the numbers. Okay. Yeah, just for
4: sacking poor old Kevin. He'll have to go and lie about visiting other clubs again now <laughs>
5: <laughs> it can go into railing again I assume we have all seen the uh, Kevin Blackwell promotional video there's
2: a, there's a video yeah, yeah tell I've me about this video this. really no
5: oh my well just I think it's on Vimeo Just search for Kevin Blackwell and it's like it's an advert it's about five minutes long it's an advert for Kevin Blackwell
2: an advert what, what does an advert for Kevin Blackwell contain how does this work Lies. Um, having- <laughs> well, it,
5: he appears to be between jobs, standing in a field <laughs> with a, a young player because he does believe in the youth. Um it's he the future. Also, the youth is the future.
4: Controversial opinions, he believes. he you gives, can't uh, keep having old players. Yeah,
6: it's not he, the children of the future.
5: The youth. <laughs> the youth. <laughs> yeah, he, he outlines his philosophy for football and then talks about how he's been all around the world studying it, names and Nigeria, I, I, I. I Nigeria and uh, South Africa, and then I hope to go to Argentina, <laughs> are the three countries he names. Yeah, search for it. It's gold.
2: Surely nobody could sack such a man, a gentleman of the game.
5: That's why he's uh, Michael's nominating
2: him. Right, so who do we want to win this then, out of all the nominations? We've got Ken... Uh, who else? We've got Warnock. While, we're, while this is happening, Andros Townsend could well be single-handedly
4: uh, qualifying England for the World Cup.
5: So I think it's a good time to give him Ken Bates for the fortnight.
2: I agree. Yeah, ditto. For being better than we thought.
3: No, for making, for making us have to deal with the fact that England might be in the next World Cup. And then we have all of that bullshit.
1: Any other business? We
4: had an email from um, Scott Wilson. I don't, I don't know... He, he presumably has got a bit of time on his hands. But um, he, he, he writes, I was checking the whereabouts of ex-Rangers player and some, someone who spent time with you at Leeds, David Robertson. Um, but he found his biog at his current club, which is uh, Phoenix FC. And in, in, uh, the biog on this website reads, lots of stuff about his time at Rangers, etc. Um then um, Robertson signed with Leeds United in 1997. I'm sure I remember it well. He was, he was, he was a fine left-back. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He replaced De Rigo and broke our you, hearts. You don't remember him being very good, but... Signed for Leeds United in 1997, taking the club to the English Premiership and the FA Cup. When
2: did, did I miss that? When did that yeah, happen? well, that's
5: what I thought. When it says taking the club to, is
4: that a Another, little bit and it like? Says, it says well, I think this is lies as well. Robertson continued his um, soccer career as a coach with Leeds United and Montrose <laughs> FC. I'm sure he wasn't a coach. He left, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? And he was still a player, and he was very much trophyless. It it's, sounds very much to me like he's a fantasist. He's <laughs> <laughs> head coach at. Um, at Phoenix FC now. And Kevin
5: Blackwell can't get a bloody job. Well, I was going to say, is him taking us to the Premier League and the FA Cup a bit like Kevin Blackwell saying, we're in all we're of in these the games? games. Yeah. yeah,
2: Strange. Dino Davis wants us to mention his brother Rodri Davis, who's the biggest Leeds fan currently on the Barrier Reef. So we've done that. day, etc. And uh, someone else has been... We, we have a Deitch child, don't we? There's a, there's a Deitch child. It's like mini juice. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mini-Deitch. That's funny. Feeding her gravel and... Things like that to make her voice go all croaky. Just like Michael. So she's basically we've had this impression sent to us of a child doing an impression of Michael doing an impression of Deitch. Should we play the audio? Please. Again. Jesus, that's a bit um it's a bit exorcist, what isn't have we, it? It's been created. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's quite funny when you do it, but that's just sick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But well, we should we should name check the people the people involved in this, so, so, we, know, so, we, so, so we know where to send and... social services. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's come from Daniel Goldthorpe. and He said he said I knew I shouldn't have listened to your last podcast with my two-year-old Nell within earshot. Now she's taken to telling the family what to do in her finest Sean Dych voice, which was "Everyone ain't Garden." Everyone in Garden. Children shouldn't listen to they this shouldn't podcast. shouldn't be around when this podcast is on. It has explicit tags on iTunes for a very good fucking reason.
5: <laughs> they'll play They'll play this back to her when she's 18 and she'll be so proud.
4: I hope someone has a child doing your Warnock as well, smugly,
2: <laughs> blathering <laughs> on about stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, let's wrap things up now because we are running out of time. So, um, issue three of the magazine comes out against Birmingham on Sunday. Please do buy one. They will be on sale from the external corners of Ellen Road and Michael will be at his tunnel, guarding it proudly. Um, (laughs) Always. (laughs) Very quickly then, what's in issue three?
5: The major feature is um, from John Howe, following on from uh, his visit to Howard Wilkinson's house. um, He's been to Bill Fotherby's house. He is ringing ahead. Um, He's not just turning up. And he's spent uh, a good long time with Bill Fotherby and come out with a, a good long interview with him, um, 10 pages. And the last thing that we did that was 10 pages ended up on the news in the Caribbean. So maybe you'll be reading about, uh, Bill Fotherbeam if you're in the British Virgin Islands and have a square foot of green. Anyway, so that's in there. Um, Eamon Dalton from the Republic of Ireland, uh, brings a uniquely foreign perspective on his countryman, Paul Green, through the prism of his fellow countrymen, uh, John Giles and Eamon Dunphy. But um, on a more positive note, not that an article about Paul Green in itself. Doesn't also, have Paul its own Green, not really his countryman; he's
4: from Pontefract.
1: Just to
5: mention that, where's Alex Moats from Doncaster, isn't he? Mm. He's got a he's got a positive write up from uh, um, Steve Firth. and there's a, I think we're still going with a nice picture of him on the cover. So, if nothing else, you'll have a picture of the brightest young player um, in the month before he sold. Amato Winehouse, yeah, who is to my left. About? You wrote about Don Goodman <laughs> making you cry. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. So, yeah. if you want to read about. Uh, Don
2: Goodman makes me cry most Sundays, to be honest.
5: Well, that's something that you have in common with, uh, with Amato, and you'll I be able to read it in the new magazine, and you can then both cry together like a pair of wimps.
2: Buy that then at Ellen Road um, on Sunday, and you can also get that and subscriptions at the squareball.net. That is us done for this podcast then. Get in touch with us. Email podcast at the squareball.net, tweet at squareball. Grab us on Facebook, too. We'll be back in a fortnight. In the meantime, I'll say goodbye from me. Bye from Michael. Goodbye, Moscow. Goodbye. And Oddie. Goodbye. And Amitai. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. We will speak to you again in a couple of weeks. Take care. Ta-ra.
1: The Squareball Podcast.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.